0: Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We're back with our final episode of Cruel Summer Season 2. It's the finale and it's titled Endgame. And it was almost as big as Avengers Endgame, don't you think? do you think it was almost <laughs> as epic and insane? Couple things.
1: It's just it's as satisfying. You bitch.
0: <laughs> We're rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. You bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm.
0: So, Jimmy's back.
1: I'm back, baby.
0: Uh, Matt stepped in last week. And well, me and Matt had talked about the end of season one. And hate to spoil, but there was a twist after the twist in the last minute. They flipped the script. You think you know something. And then you don't. And they did it here again. I didn't expect this just because the show was written so crazily that like, how would we have guessed that? But in general, I I mean, listen, it was a fun ride. It was a fun 10 episodes. I can't wait to shit talk it with you just because I feel like we have so much to say. Um, Yeah. But I just kind of wish this last episode was more fun. I was honestly just anxious as fuck the whole time. And I get it. It's like a murder mystery. But I was like, where's the fun song? Like, where's Third Eye Blind?
1: (laughs) They played some Rob Zombie at the end. Cover Rob Zombie for you.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to, I mean, listen, we we won't shit talk the whole time. There were some good beats in it. Some They did save some of the, the questions I had. They answered some of the things I had. Uh, but we'll have fun with it in general. Yeah. James, what are your thoughts?
1: First, I want to talk about episode nine just really quick. Thank you to Matt for jumping in for me. I don't have much to say about episode nine except for the fact that my biggest problem with this show is that, And I didn't watch season one. So, Kathleen, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like what they wanted to do, season one got so popular, got a lot of praise. Sure. And because the timeline thing was a thing in season one, it seemed like they just wanted it to be like, hey, this is going to be our thing now. Right? So with season two, there's a problem when you're doing it just to do it. Yeah. And I don't want to compare apples to oranges but something very similar was how people were upset about the witcher season one the witcher season one Mm. had a lot of good stuff in it but they literally scramble the timelines just because they want to kind of be like hey we're cool we scramble the timelines there's no actual reason to do it now there's reason to do it for this show yeah i was fine with the timelines being different i'm not fine when certain things like episode nine happen, where we're watching this entire show and Kathleen, you're team Izzy, and I'm team Izzy, and I'm hoping it's not gonna be Izzy. And I think that she's usually good for Megan and she has some darkness, but she's not really what we think, what, what they eventually want us to think she is. You know, we're yeah. saying, all right, she's a little bit of a badass, she's got a little cray cray going on here. She's throwing stuff through windows. She has done some stuff, but episode nine, they literally just decide to show how she's fully against Luke. Yeah. And doing exactly what Luke was saying she was doing, where we're supposed to think that Luke was bullshitting. Yeah. I don't care if you scramble events, but I do care if you scramble like personality traits and things like that. Like Isabella would not have been just like that all of a sudden. She would have been like that for us to see during the show, which I get it, writers. You didn't want us to guess the ending. But you can't just decide to change somebody's personality on episode nine so that in episode 10, it makes sense that she did what she did.
0: I totally agree. Me and Matt talked about this last episode, how, you know, I was and you and I were shitting on Luke so hard because they showed us all of his indiscretions in the later episodes, like six, seven, eight, maybe, or just seven, eight. And then in nine, they just flipped the script on us and they did it poorly. I thought I just, for anyone who didn't listen to our nine coverage, I thought Matt said it great. He said he compared it to, you know, an artist, like a singer, right? They come out with their first album. It's a, it's a gigantic hit. And then, they have pressure for their sophomore album to be fucking incredible, but they had their whole lives to figure out the first album. Now they only have a year for two. And this is exactly what happened with cruel summer. I would like to think because it wasn't as thought out as, as season one, but, but I I can't wait to talk about it with you because it gets so funny. It's so funny.
1: And let me just say, if we want to actually go into TV realm here, the actual, TV example. That's a perfect example that Matt gave. But at the same time, True Detective season one, the writer of True Detective spent his entire life writing this masterpiece. Everyone yeah. thinks True Detective season one is one of the best seasons of television that ever existed. HBO signs him and says, Give us some freaking more of this now. They force him to hurry up and give him a season two, and it's crap because yeah. he took a, his life to do season one. And now yeah. season two happens and it's crap. So yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, again, it was entertaining. I had fun. I'm glad we potted on it. We're going to yeah. have some fun talking about this. We're going to have fun yeah. shit talking. We're not going to do full shit talking at all times, but we're going to shit talk. Mm-hmm. Kathleen, let's just get this party started.
0: All right. So uh, here's some things I do like, just, just in general. So take the Izzy thing out. Take the last two minutes of the episode out, and let's pretend that Brent actually did do it. So thinking that Brent accidentally did it was the best case. I thought Mm -hmm. that it happened accidentally because thinking about the first 10 episodes and the reason why we couldn't land on anyone and why me and Matt kind of landed on Jeff in episode nine is because we were like, who actually wants to kill Luke? No one made a case for themselves this season. Anyone who did it would be kind of a disappointment because nothing is worth killing Luke over, right? Um. So we said Jeff, we said Steve. Brent doing it by accident was pretty good. And and then it makes it okay for Brent in previous episodes, like grieving with Megan, because he really was grieving. Like he was lying, but he was grieving. He didn't want Luke to die. He accidentally did it, and his dad made him cover it up and all this stuff. Um. Also, the entire episode, especially in the week after... Luke disappears it's Megan thinking she's guilty knowing she's guilty of something and being anxious and Izzy but you know Izzy knows more than she's letting on and then Steve knowing he's guilty and then them balancing that out and and I Steve and Brent and I think that was great I I really enjoyed that like I don't care that Brent or Izzy or whoever killed him Izzy and Megan killed him too They. Fucking tied him up and drugged him and maybe he could have swam to save himself when Brent, when he hit his head if he wasn't drugged and shot in the ear and basically dying on the dock in the first place. So I'm like, I agree with it, it ripping Megan and Izzy apart. I think that was a really good, because it it would rip them apart. Like, they did this wild, crazy thing, which they do realize in this episode is wild and crazy. At least Megan is like, that was fucked up of us. I should have just talked to him, which I was like, okay, Slay, thank you for saying that. And they realized, like, we did this thing, and he would, no matter what happened, he wouldn't have been there, drugged up, if we didn't put him there. So, in that sense, I all of those things, I think they did really well. It's just the details, that we're missing, but um, anything to say on anything I just said? Yeah, I think that
1: they, I think they wrote Megan's character well. I think she was very self aware once she did what she did. I mean, I've talked about it in episode eight. What you know, I didn't get a chance to talk about episode nine with the actual reveal, but when I'm talking about or when we're talking about what they did together. We were saying how they're, they're 17, 18 years old. Emotions are running wild. No matter what, it was totally, totally, totally the wrong thing to do, 100%. And we already beat that dead horse a lot. But at least Megan eventually became self-aware that she started the season. And it's ironic that Isabella is the one trying to say, like, I, I brought you to life and I saved you from the boringness. of. But she's the goody two-shoes taking care of her family who eventually goes over the edge because of Isabella. Isabella, She's self-aware of the fact that, yeah, we totally screwed up. We are not innocent. Yes, I'm not going to go to jail, but this this is awful. Now, we, we don't know what happens at the end. We don't know if she takes that information and hopefully gets Brent exonerated, even though, again, I don't know how the law works with that. Brent still did what he did and covered it up and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, whether she exonerated Brent, got the truth out, or not, it just seems like things were wrapped up a little too nicely for our girl, Megan.
0: Another thing I really liked is the tape when Sheriff brings in Megan and is like, we have a tape, and you think it's gonna be the tape, Ned's tape, but it ends up being Izzy fucking doctoring that tape. That's when you know she's a bad girl.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: That's a bad girl. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I, she still was trying her best. And we can get into this later, what we really think Isabella's mindset yeah. is. Sure. But she was trying her best still to bring Megan back into her life. Yeah. She wanted Megan back. BFFs. Feels like we're back. Ride or die, baby. Let's go. And as soon as Megan shuts her down, she calls her a biatch, and she says, you only have no idea what loyalty is. And She disappears. And here comes the tape. Megan, I don't blame her for reacting that way. I'm 17, 18 years old, and you're getting busted like that, and you know it's a lie. I would react the same way. Totally panicked. Yeah. No idea what to say. No idea what to say.
0: Great acting. Like, Megan should get in trouble for having a gun pointed at Luke on the tape. And as soon as Izzy was like, I'll get rid of the tape, I'm like, she still has that tape. Let oh, yeah. me see the dead body. Smack it over, snap it over your knee, or it didn't happen. <laughs> you
1: know. If I was Megan, I would have been like baseball bat right now. Don't you dare tell me I'll take this tape. Yeah, and take care of it.
0: I mean, Megan didn't have any reason not to trust Izzy then, but let's just like go over the night, okay? So, or even the next morning. So he's on the dock. He's contemplating life. It's five a.m. It says, and then it's Brent, and that's the first thing we see. I was a little disappointed because they gave it to us right out off the bat, which I yeah. kind of wanted. The only it, reason
1: they can do expecting... that is because there's a second reveal.
0: Exactly. And that's but... why
1: you should expect it.
0: it. Right. And, you know, it's so funny. Like when Luke crawls up to Izzy, I was like, you know, and you know, and scream. <laughs> our yeah. I think I know that time, movie. When, when um, dude is like, I don't know. He looked dead, man. <laughs> Luke,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: literally looked so dead. I thought his eyes were like rolling in the back of his head. Like he fought for his life to get up there, and he was just like, "Ew, no, pop." Um, but anyway, I will
1: say, it was menacing and badass. It was the shoe, the shoe pushing his, or the boot, I guess, pushing his head down so lightly, where he's just so weak. He.
0: He was already going to drown if she didn't help him out. His nose was like in the water even before she like stomped it, like curb stomped them. Yeah. But like he like couldn't pick his head up. But anyway, Steve comes home, water all over the floor. Brent's just like freaking out, of course. When do we now know that he's dead? We don't get the story until later. So now Izzy and Megan, I think it's like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. There, It's before he actually dies. They're arguing about the gunshot. And and untying him. And Izzy's like, no, fuck that. Why are you forgiving? it Izzy seems wacky here because Megan is like this. I don't believe that was an accident. Megan is finally coming around to Izzy and being like, that was nuts. Why did we do that? Izzy's like, you're a little fucking pussy whipped bitch. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But at least in this scene, like I said, they know that they need to destroy the tape. Izzy didn't, obviously, but that it makes them look bad. They knew it was a dumb plan. Like, Megan is, like, not trusting her because of the sex with Luke thing, which I honestly still back Izzy on where I'm like, Meg, chill, please. You yeah. know what? It's fine. But then there's a lot of, like, series of events that happen. So Steve puts the idea of him running away into Megan's head because they kind of have this conversation and they both are guilty right. but don't know it to each other. They bring up the Coast Guard, etc., Izzy comes up with the idea of forging the missing persons letter, which again, so fucking random. You leave me to believe yeah. that she's like a master of Luke's handwriting and can do it so well that like, they just take it Bible and are like, okay, cool. Here I am. <laughs> like that's a, a crime in itself.
1: I will say that it is perfectly, huh, am I going to say perfectly written? It's, <laughs> it's written right where it can make sense because, Luckily enough, the only people that can convince or verify these things, you know, is this Luke's handwriting? Steve and Brenner like, hell yeah, it is. man. he must have went missing, bro. You know, it's just it just totally works. You know, that's where it works. Otherwise, it would have been major, major plot hole because we were wondering forever. How can Luke be alive if the dad said he's dead? You know, and it there's got to be some kind of juggling act here. And, of course, he ended up being dead. And it was a real reveal that he was dead. But things like the letter, Steve was probably like, I'll take it, dude. Works for me.
0: Steve and Brent are too chill about Megan and Izzy just inserting themselves and, like, coming up with this evidence when they know Brent just, like, fucking killed him. Yeah. Like, quote, unquote, killed him. I know Izzy killed him, technically delivered the last blow. But for the pod's sake, let's go with Brent until we until we talk about Izzy. But it's so funny how like Steve's just like, yeah, man, there was a fucking video of Megan holding up a gun. We're fucking golden. Let's ride. This rocks. And it's like, dude, yeah. there was a little like why aren't you more concerned that in Luke's last moments they shot? It's it's fucking nuts. It's such yeah. a mess. It's such an absolute shit mess. <laughs> garbage fire the
1: only thing that i can think of the only thing that i can think of is that once again this show really makes us assume a lot and my assumption is that luke told brent what happened meaning we do see
0: the fight where
1: luke is like i'm a i'm a d-bag blah 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 so i'm assuming that brent says what the hell are you doing here and luke says dude they got (laughs) me they're trying to you know and then he tells the thing and he's like jesus man that's crazy now, again, they don't show that. It's just an assumption that we have to make. And it's a, definitely kind of a hard assumption to make because they do show him kind of explaining it on yeah, camera. Yeah, right, right. So it's just, it's just sloppy, but it is what it is. And that's my assumption. I'm okay with that being an assumption that Luke told Brent what happened. Brent told Steve so that... And that's how Steve knew, let's point it on either Ned or Isabella, Isabella's plan a because we do have something we can work with the
0: 1999 slash New Year's Day into the week of him being missing it there's a lot of junk and and it's like we know it's all kind of BS because we know that Brent killed him so like watching Megan and Izzy like scramble it's it is cool because they do think they did something and they don't know where Luke is and that is interesting Um, but there's not too much to talk about. There is a, there's a scene where Megan and Izzy are yelling at each other. And Megan's like, kind of like fucking done with Izzy. And she says something, and I don't mean to back Izzy up because fuck Izzy at this point, but there's a point where Megan says kind of something like, what do you know about relationships? You never seem to have them. And I'm like, you met Trevor and you stole Luke from her, who she was in a relationship with. So why did you say that? It's so weird. And then Izzy's just like, you ungrateful little bitch, you were nothing without me. And I was like, what is going on in this show?
1: (laughs) It's a shame because there are some interesting things we could have seen if they would have dove deeper. And they can't. They really can't do it because that's the point of the reveal. But if it was a different show, there would be a lot of interesting things where we get to see Stephen Brent knowing things,
0: you know, knowing
1: that Brent killed Luke or, or accidentally killed Luke. And they're trying to figure out, Oh my God, why is Isabella and Megan doing this? Or why are these things happening? And then the same time, Megan and Isabella, their side of the story, which we don't get to later where Megan and Isabella are saying like, you know what? Luke's been missing. I mean, we probably killed him. Right. I mean, I guess we killed him. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, and then and that's the thing, like you just assume like even Megan at at certain times where she has that breakdown of Debbie saying, I I keep thinking that Luke's going to show up or, you know, it's been a year and blah, blah, blah since his birthday and now it's his memorial and he was gone for a long time. So did Megan and Isabella really actually think he went missing? Like that was where it was confusing because Megan goes to Isabella and is like, you freaking killed him. Remember? Yeah. So why? Like, I mean, they should just be assuming they freaking killed him. That should be the assumption because all they know is that they tied him up, they drugged him, and he's gone. They don't know anything about so, Brent.
0: So it actually kind of does make sense that Megan accuses Izzy like that because the same night Izzy's like, "You're already forgiving him." Like, what the fuck? Like. Megan is thinking maybe she did go crazy and go back and kill him, which she did. Megan was right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: true. That's true. But I just mean like they were very curious when they should have just been like, "We killed him the whole time." They should have just been like, "I'm guilty. I killed him."
0: Yeah, I agree. And and they were. I mean,
1: they were. They were saying we need to cover this up, but they they made it more like we need to cover this up because we are going to accidentally be accused when it should have just been like hey we freaking killed the guy in their own heads that's what they should assume what else would there to be assumed because they don't know anything about Brent. they don't know anything about steve ned is freaking just gone Not until they need anymore. him again on on aim
0: yeah
1: yeah aol on semester like, he gives her a job but he just disappears for three episodes but
0: i can't believe that that is
1: yeah it's but but what i'm trying to say is that In their own heads, and that's why it would have been interesting to see the whole side of it and have the reveal earlier, in their own heads, they pranked him to get back at him, if you want to call that a prank. Isabella shoots him in the ear, they have him all drugged up, and now he's missing. And then he's just missing, and and it's just assumed he's dead. There's nothing else to to even say. I mean, it's not like he came to... And was like, you know what? I want to go join the Coast Guard and not tell anybody. No, he's if he's not there, he's dead. If he's gone for months, he's dead. Yeah. So without them knowing that he paged Brent or that somebody killed him, they should both assume we actually are the killers. Yeah. Even if it's an accident.
0: Yeah. And and something I guess two episodes was that maybe he does just wander off drunk and fall in the water by accident. That could have happened. Like, he... Walked himself to the dock. He could have easily tripped, hit his head, and d- did exactly what happened. And then obviously he he does come out of the water, and as he kills him, like, but it could there could have been a situation where he does wander to the dock, hit his head, fall yeah. in by accident, and then they did kill fault. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's their fault. Yeah. So let's go to August, and we start with um, Sheriff Scott the tapes from Ned, meaning. They haven't thought about, like, okay, if there is a killer, the killer will be on the tapes, too. And they realize that. And there's a scene where Brent shows up to Megan's. Her mom is in remission. Thank God. Yay. Thank God, Debbie. We were all pulling for you. <laughs> the fuck? We,
1: we really Let's... saw how she was suffering in the whole season, too.
0: Okay, while we're talking plot holes and just stuff that probably got you know, delete it, whatever one, something in the discord that's been brought up is that, um, there was an interview where they mentioned that Parker is the sheriff's stepdaughter. It's been, it's been happening in the discord. It's just so funny. It's like, okay, but why Parker again, isn't in it for, let's play a game.
1: You want to (laughs) play a game Kathleen? Let's play a game here. Okay. The game is called, let's name all the plot holes. Pregnancy. So, number one, yeah, let's go, like, with easy ones that don't even really matter. Just start small and go big. Lily, okay? The, the sister. The sister. Yep. What's the point, right? The only reason that she exists is because probably they just want to show that Megan had a lot of pressure and responsibility on her. Yeah. she had to be an adult, right? Yeah. hmm Okay. Debbie's illness, literally no reason to do it except for, apparently, that's where they got the pills for Luke. Yep. Okay? You can get those pills from anywhere else. Yep. Also, I guess you can say that that's the reason why Isabella decided to stay, whether that's true or not. Like you said, Parker. What the hell's the point of Parker and being the sheriff's stepdaughter? We assumed that she walked in or at least walked up to the door and heard Isabella and Megan's conversation where she busted them to the sheriff because it was at Parker's house. But no, it's a hotel. Because we find out in this episode that they're cleaning the the room. It's a hotel room that Izzy was staying at. So I guess it's fine that Parker was just going to visit Izzy at that perfect time. It would have been more of an easy explanation if it was Parker's house. But Mm -hmm. whatever. The sheriff and his gambling issue that they brought up a couple times. Like, what the hell was the point of that? That
0: was just to show that Steve, like, vouched for him and, like, got him out of some shit before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Izzy's floppy disk. What the hell's the point of that? That never became anything. It happened right in the beginning of the show. She finds it as he gets all defensive about it. Never hear anything about it again. Jeff, whatever you can have characters that don't really mean anything. He meant something just because they needed him as a plot device to yeah. cause a riff and have a red herring. Uh, he's not that big of a deal. But again, they used him in a stupid way to have his camera hear Megan and Isabel's conversation in yeah. two thousand. I don't. I don't. I'm not down with that now. Megan's pregnancy...
0: Is number one. You kidding me? I can't believe yeah. it. There's not a single thing from it. Not one.
1: So, apparently, I saw that in an interview, the writer, the showrunner, I don't know, somebody said that it was a false positive. Again, we're just supposed to assume these kind of things.
0: Excuse-moi? That is so yes. fucking annoying. That is what does that mean why didn't they say that like what I was expecting there's so many things the blood like in so many ways Megan is cleaning up blood six months later it now it kind of makes sense that Brent's dad wasn't concerned about the blood on the floor or whatever because he knew that where he died so it wasn't like whatever but why weren't the cops checking the cabin? This is like yeah. if there's an investigation, check the cabin. Oh, here's Luke's blood. Megan's cleaning it 6 yep. months later. Then she has the pillowcase. Why would Megan keep that fucking pillowcase? I mean, technically they didn't kill Luke, but why would you keep the pillowcase? And then she at the end of that episode, she shows it to Debbie. What did she tell Debbie? What the fuck did she tell Debbie? We'll never know well, because what is they the didn't point show that, scene. Of that
1: Right. What is the point of that scene where Debbie says we need to talk?
0: So sloppy. We don't
1: get the the conversation.
0: No, and And it would have been nice if Debbie knew. If Debbie knew and had to kind of like lie to Stephen, back. Like if we're having Steve being a bad dad, let's be have Debbie be a bad mom and be like, "I'm riding for my girl. She says she didn't kill him, and this is what happened. So I'm gonna ride with her." And and Megan didn't shoot the gun. You know, it it was Izzy. So I, whatever.
1: A big plot hole which again, I really don't care. It is what it is, but we're talking about cameras left and right with this stupid camera stuff. Like, oh, here's Ned's camera and it sees you driving and it sees Brent driving and then Steve's car and and Megan's car and blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end, she's on the dock and she sees some shining light, which just so happens there's a camera on the freaking dock pointed right at the dock. And the sheriff doesn't think to look at that tape.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, he found Maybe him he drowned. Didn't... He was drowned. Maybe before Brent gave himself up, the sheriff didn't know where he died. He just had the tape of Megan shooting. Well, so he she found got him her... drowned. Well, yeah, he was drowned, but but like you could drown anywhere. I don't think he came up near the dock. I feel like he came up near like a a, a more populated, like yeah. almost like downtown near the water. He like because I remember there's so many people around. If he washed up on the dock there it's more of like a that's more residential just like private stuff why did it take so so
1: long for him to wash up
0: i i mean it makes no sense like she pushed him with her toe on the shore he would just be washed up and i mean i know there's no like waves or anything but you wash up you don't just like sink you know yeah um but yeah there's so many there's so many bad bad things It's hilarious. But either way, they could just assume like Ned's a secretive guy. He didn't know that there was a camera there. We'll just write it off as that. And did Megan just ask Ned nicely for the tapes and he showed her?
1: Probably. I think she broke back in. I don't know. I think she just did another hack job.
0: How about Izzy and Megan like planning to accuse each other and admitting being like, that was a great plan. Like, that's not like you accusing each other. That's Makes like, you look more guilty, each yeah, of you. <laughs> yeah, and that's crazy. That's, like, false testimony. It's something. It's just lying more. It's crazy. It felt like a big moment when it, they saw Steve's car on the tape, no, knowing it was Brent. We already knew it was Brent Steve. But, like, the cops hadn't watched it yet. Megan had enough time to, like, hack in and get it, and the cops just, like, didn't watch it. Or, like, did Megan know how to hack it more than be- they did? I think the deal was that...
1: Yeah, because it was Ned's. Ned had the security on the tape. So I'm assuming that she could probably get through it because she. You know, is friends with Ned. That's just another assumption that I'm going to have to make. (laughs) All of this plot hole sloppiness is just blinding me to some of the obvious stuff that maybe isn't a big deal. But it just even the fact that they're saying, let's look at the tape and see who the killer is. Why even think there is a killer? I.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I mean. I think they were just hoping for one. I mean,
1: so so what do they do? They watch the tape, they don't see Steve's car, and then they go, okay, well, that's confirmation we're the killers then, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah, or that Luke just, like, wandered into the water, I guess. Another thing we found out is that... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Another thing we found out, which felt like it should have been a more gut punch and something that should have been driving Luke's character is that the mom was drunk driving and Steve covered that up and blamed Luke. So Luke was carrying this burden that even Brent believed. Like, the story even ran as deep as within the family. I thought that's, like, a not a beautiful story to tell, but a deep one that should have been driving his character but wasn't. They just kind of, like, threw that in. And it it, it makes sense in retrospect that, like, you know, for Steve, at least, that Steve's just, like, kind of a piece of shit who's just, like, always covering up for his family and his legacy. Yeah. Like, it makes sense because in the... In the last two episodes, it's like, oh, Luke and Steve kind of, like, don't like each other because ever since his mom died, that's it. Like, in the, you get that in episode nine. And I'm like, oh, that's news to me. <laughs> anyway, even though it was service yeah, level, no. I still liked it. I still liked it.
1: I agree. We'll get into both of these things, and we could start with Luke right now. Again, it goes on the writers. I don't know what they were trying to, like, tell us. When it comes to Luke like let's just say this is surface level this is how I took it as a viewer where I guess you could take it a million ways because again the writing is a little is a little here and there but I was happy with Luke's end because it seemed like just like Megan he was very self-aware at the end he said I'm a D-bag Yeah, you know I grew up with D-bags dad rubbed off on me I'm not blaming you guys but I became what I didn't want to become you're a piece he literally says you're a piece of shit to brand he is aware that what he did was wrong now are we supposed to think okay here's a kid who's been dealing with the fact that he thinks his family hates him because of his mom's death and and almost like letting the narrative get the false narrative get to him in a way where it's like i am not keeping this lie anymore i had nothing to do with, with mom's death. She was drunk driving. Just yeah. don't blame me anymore. So something that is that bad growing up and it just so happens that these two father figures, you know, even though Brent's his brother, you know, it's an older brother, father figure, they're both D-bags. It rubs off on them. Are we supposed to just think that this is a kid who's not that, you know, like they kind of redeem him at the end where Brent says, you know, he loved you and Megan starts like kind of defending him a little bit. Are we supposed to think that deep down he was a good kid and he kind of just took the wrong path? Or are we supposed to take it like he ended up being just another Chambers? Not that he deserved, obviously, not even close, the prank that they did. But, you know, he was just being who he is when he was talking shit and blah, blah, blah. My big problem is I, I want to believe he was a good kid.
0: I think that, that was some. Yeah, Yeah,
1: dealt with some shit. Now, my problem here is one thing. Don't have Luke, when he's drugged up, tell the truth, but then turn bad and start causing problems with Izzy and Megan, where he's saying, You said that she's insecure. And like that moment, why can't you just let Luke be vulnerable, crying, saying, I screwed up? Yeah. And then also reveal. The Izzy and Luke thing. Say Izzy's been lying. I've been lying. We we had sex. We we he, she took my v card. It you know, and then Megan has that riff with Isabella, gets mad at Luke for lying. And that's where she can be angry and still let him look like a good kid who was just overboard with, you know, how his brother was and trying to look cool and this and that. The fact that he went like a little darker and fought back in a bad way, being like, Isabel this and you lied about that and making bullshit up. It just made it seem like it was more to his core of a personality trait. I don't see what the point of that was. If you want the the moral of the story to be that he should have been like he's a good kid who, who was who should have been redeemed.
0: So I don't know. I I think that they showed us that in episode eight and we thought that, like, wow, what a piece of shit. And then in episode nine, they showed that Izzy was all the things that he he accused her of. So I think in the moment, Luke is feeling
1: yeah, pretty uh, betrayed. That's why the writing sucks.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think Luke's feeling fucking betrayed in that moment where Megan is tying him up and yelling at him. Meanwhile, I'm not saying Luke didn't deserve to be, like, called out, right? Not tied up and drugged. But yeah, right. I mean, he he was doing douchebaggy things, but he's been Megan's best friend since they were little. Megan tied him up, drugged him and was yelling at him. So Luke was like, "Bitch, this girl has been causing all these issues, she's this, she's that because she was this and that and causing issues." But they didn't write it well enough for us to believe any of that. And then even after you're the one saying Luke's making up this bullshit. I'm like, but was he? No, because they just failed to show it. And I think that was a tactic by then to like hide that Izzy was a, like a she was a, a little crazy, crazy and a murderer because we could assume she killed Lisa, too. At this point, I will get like Luke. His he was dealt a shitty hand. His mom died. Who they made her seem like an alcoholic in the yeah. episode nine they say she was fun she was this she was that but the way they portrayed it made it seem like we all know she was drinking type deal because it seems like she did that a lot Steve's a right. douchebag that's his dad Brent treats him like shit Brent literally tries to drown him last episode for when they were young like there's so many things that he had a bad hand Any 17 like kids will be kids he didn't do anything bad enough to get tied up drugged killed mm-hmm. twice
1: right <laughs> right
0: right right <laughs> like basically killed three times shot at pushed off a dock and then sh- curb stomped actually for, killed for yeah. murder number three so i think luke is a good kid dealt a bad hand he tried to fight it i think izzy just caused a bunch of shit and yeah he wasn't luke wasn't his best <laughs> he wasn't on his best behavior his senior year of high school but yeah yeah so let's talk about their final moments like Luke and Brent we already talked about them arguing like it was so dark first of all I was like Brent really dove far out I'm like he fell right straight down brother why <laughs> yeah. are you diving so far but it was sad like I could I, I feel like I was like not breathing during that scene because I was like oh, oh they did it really well I'll and tell it you really right was now black and dark
1: it was but I wouldn't leave that dock until I knew dead or alive where my brother was.
0: You mean you're just searching and swimming and yeah, swimming and swimming. There's and no swimming way swimming.
1: that I'm going home and just sitting there and waiting for my dad to just so happen to come downstairs and wake up in the morning and say, "Why is everything so wet? Dad, I have to tell you something." No, I would be there and make my dad say, "Where the hell are my two sons?" Because yeah. my my son is out there looking for my other son in the water. Yeah. There's no way that I would leave that dock.
0: I wouldn't leave that dock for you either, James. Thank you. I
1: wouldn't push I, you in the first place. I don't know though. how to
0: swim. I don't know how to swim. I'd try though yeah, you for you. Okay. I felt so bad when Luke gets pushed in. Like I was like, this th- he did not deserve this. This whole thing was so fucking depressing. It was really bad. Brent, yeah. in a turn of events, takes the blame. And Megan gets arrested. And I, I want to give the props to Meg. Um, her actress did a great job in the scene with the sheriff when she's freaking out. I believed it. The panic. I was like, how is she getting out of this? This is nuts. I really mm-hmm. part of me was like, Megan's going down for this. And she's like the last person who should go down for this. And yeah. um, Brent takes the blame. And it's a really sweet moment. He tells this t- whole story to Megan and we see it. And Steve just sitting in his house with the lights going. I was like, yeah, eat shit. Steve Chambers. I said it in the beginning, I don't care if he's not the one who the did real it. real villain. He's a real villain of this. For sure.
1: The real villain, I agree.
0: Okay. Let's talk about Izzy on the plane.
1: Because yeah. that was
0: iconic. That's exactly mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. I would have done. Izzy, on to the next one. And you know what's something I missed that mom and dad brought up to me? I must have been writing a note. I didn't realize she introduced herself as Lisa.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I
0: missed it because I must have been writing a note down and, and mom was like, she introduced herself as Lisa. I was like, she did? <laughs> Crazy. Here's
1: the, here's the other thing when it comes to Isabella, is she just swim fan? And if she doesn't get her way, meaning obsessed friend, she finds a friend, gets majorly obsessed. If she doesn't get her way, then this friend needs to go. Or is she a freaking serial killer?
0: I, at this point, I think she's ready to kill when she needs to. I think she's ready to do what she needs to do at all times. Here's my question. But what
1: I mean is, what I mean is, is her purpose, to kill when she goes somewhere or is she just oh. an obs- like okay so and it's funny that you say that you didn't realize she called herself Lisa there's no reason to call yourself Lisa yeah. okay because you're Isabella if that's your actual name unless like what, you know what would have been cool if the last if she person killed she killed was Isabella, Isabella you know yeah. so then she's taking their name but there's no reason to say hey I'm Lisa because like pretend she said hey I'm Lisa to Megan well, they do plenty of stuff together during that summer where Megan would have been like, wait, this ID says you're Isabella or like yeah. your passport is yeah. Isabella or Agreed. whatever it is. You know, it's just weird. But it is one of those things where it's it is like another way to think about it, whether she is just a girl. Who neglected by her parents, she's got her darkness to her. She gets obsessive because she just really wants a best friend. She's obviously talking about Megan, just like he, she talked about dead Lisa, where she's like, this is my best friend and, and I love her and I miss her. And, and she's so smart and intelligent, you know, same exact thing. But then when things don't go her way, is she just ready to kill or is she straight up a killer? Like, is she just a serial killer? Somebody that will go where she needs to go. And if there's if it comes up, she will kill because she wants to kill.
0: It's a great question. I don't, I'm gonna lean into it. Just happened twice and she killed two people, and like she'll just keep yeah, moving on. And I, agree. I don't think she's not a serial killer yet. Give her one more, maybe. Yeah, you, need more, it, you
1: need more it, than, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you were right on track if she were taking the names of the people she killed. if What if she was on the plane? She's like, hi, my name's Luke. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hi, my name's Luke. Yeah. Well, I mean, Izzy, Izzy stayed cool. For knowing she killed Lisa. I mean, let's just go out the assumption she killed Lisa. So, yeah, I mean, she's definitely yeah. a sociopath. I'm so mm-hmm. mad I went on the record like four episodes ago being like, fuck the chambers. Izzy's the best. Fuck yourself if you disagree. That's,
1: that's the problem. I mean, that really is the problem with this way of writing. If Isabella was going to be this obsessive person, which we find out that she is, Yes, we guessed it. We guessed it from episode one that she's this obsessive person, but only because of a tiny little hints where we're just like, hey, we're podcasters. We're, we're guessing this is where it's going to go. And even if you're not a podcaster and you're just a person who watches a lot of TV, you can assume this is where it's going to go. But again, for the thousandth time, these writers are just giving us these things where they're just like, hey, please assume that Isabella is an obsessive friend. Please assume that you have to know that Parker is the stepdaughter of the sheriff like If Isabella is an obsessive friend, you write her like that the entire show. Yeah. Don't use the timelines to quote unquote fake us out. The only way you could do that is if you use the timeline to show us something specific that happens in the timeline where Isabella believes she needs to start being defensive towards Luke. The way that they wrote this story is, hey. Now in episode nine, we are literally just going to show you like three months out of nowhere in a row of where she's being a little biatch towards Luke, where we thought for so long that Luke was lying and being a little D bag when really she was fine. She was fine. She was fine. And then all of a sudden they're showing us things where she's just like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to go traveling and you don't have to come. And we just went to the bar and this guy was all over Megan and.
0: And I think that's okay if we're only seeing it through the eyes of Isabella and it's showing that she was a bitch the whole time, but no one else knew that Luke didn't know it. Megan was aware of some of this that was happening. Like we could have seen it in the earlier episodes, but yeah, you're right. They could have done it where it was like, we're seeing a difference, like, Izzy says something to Luke and then goes in the back and fucking sabotages him somehow. But but they didn't know any of that happened. I don't know. We're just right. But we know it. There's no
1: there's no reason. You don't always have to be like, Jesus, here's a reveal. You could literally have Isabella be shown to us. It could even be shown to Luke, could be shown to Megan that she is just this obsessive friend. She's a good friend. Like it, it could be to the point where we're seeing that she's a good friend. But we're seeing, yeah, she's she's saying some offhand things to Luke. She's doing some things that, you know, make her look sketchy to the point where once we have this conversation where Luke starts accusing her, we're not anymore saying Luke's a liar. But we're in a point where we're going, well, Luke's causing some shit by saying all this because he did say to Isabella, hey, let's lie about the V car thing. But Isabella is doing some things in the past. So now it's more like. We are actually confused, not we're like, we think we got Luke and then boom, yeah. here's the actual, you know, and you don't have to re- you, you can just let us know. It's a little confusing because there's two sides of the story. Make yeah. us guess. Have Brent be the the accidental death. And then Isabella doesn't have to be like this crazy reveal just to be like, oh, she was bad this whole time. Yeah, that's a cool ending. That's yeah. it. You don't have to always shock us.
0: Yeah, well said. But I, I know that's
1: the point. I know the point is they want to shock us. I mean, I know. in season one, you were shocked, so.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I would encourage anyone who didn't watch season one because they knew it was anthology to go watch season one because if you saw season two and liked it, you will love season one. Um Yeah. I, I would say, Jimmy, you should just binge her. I, we've been saying it for 10 episodes, but since you're, like, kind of sick with COVID and now we're done, this one, you could just, like, relax and watch season one. I'm just going to say it not that this really reminds you of it because it's not even in the same fucking league, but if you like kind of a murder mystery and like a dark one like this sharp objects on HBO is one of my all time fave. One season television shows came out maybe like four years ago or something. I read the book. It's, it's another Gillian Flynn. Um, so same as gone girl it's really well done. And if you mm-hmm. like a murder mystery uh, that one, I felt kind of like slid under the radar, but it's awesome. One day I'll pitch down it cause it's fucking awesome. And we can crush it as like a little mini series, but yeah, it's uh yeah, it, that's good. So if you, so if anyone needs like another murder mystery after this, go check out sharp objects and then hopefully we'll pot on it at some point during our, during a lull or something like that. Cause it's old, but it's fucking good. Yeah. But, uh, my final, thoughts and just like anything i'm thinking of listen i liked podcasting on it with you i'm fucking mad because episodes ago i was like it's not brent and it's not izzy (laughs) i'm like it's not brent it's too obvious and it's not izzy but it makes it feel better that it was an accident this whole time i was thinking malice and even though brent like did fucking push him like he didn't mean to kill him just because you push someone doesn't mean you mean to kill him And overall, you know, I was told Jimmy, I was like, it could be fucking the little sister and I would just be happy to podcast on it and laugh and talk as a joke. But, you know, I, I think they, they did an okay job and I hope if it gets renewed for three, they sit and think it through and come up with a more solid, um, storyline and through line for this one. Um, I, I, Part of me thinks it's not gonna get a season three, but maybe yeah. it will. Maybe it will. It we'll, depends we'll on see. what the what I, you the know, creators had in mind and what they pitched to the to freeform when it originally dropped.
1: Yeah. I was entertained. Like I don't I don't usually quit shows. So I definitely would have watched the entire show if we weren't podcasting. Especially if it's a mystery, because I want you to I want you to prove me wrong. And I said it to you when we were off pod. I said I can't figure out any any answer that's going to be good. Like that I'll be happy with. I think they did the best they could with it. Yeah. I think that the route that they took was the best route.
0: I do. Agree with that. Yeah.
1: And I don't want to be that guy because I think that my the thing that I always say and I will fight to to the death on this is that you really shouldn't bias based on, you know, channel, network, whatever. Agreed. Some of our favorite shows of all time. 100, CW w- Network, w- The Magicians, w- Sci-Fi Network. Yeah. You know, we don't like when people won't give things a chance because of that. But at the same time, you can have a little bit of a bias in the back of your head knowing, hey, I'm coming into a freeform show. This is an HBO. If you put yeah. the show on HBO, it would have a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. But because you know what you're watching, you can just kind of sit back a little bit and have... Let the entertainment get, you know, you can enjoy the entertainment with, while knowing, hey, this is kind of funny because there's some sloppiness to it and it's a little annoying, but it is it is what it is. I'm still having fun with it. Yeah. My big point here, though, is don't ever let network stuff like, oh, this is a freeform show. Like when you told me, Kathleen, hey, we're going to do Cruel Summer, it's a freeform show. Not for one second did I have in my head like, oh, it's probably not going to be good because it's freeform. Right. You can't let that ever deter you. But just know that sometimes you have to know what you're coming into, and yeah. if it blows your it blows your mind, then hell yeah, you know the CW network with the hundred. I watched The Sopranos right before that, and I don't need to get into the whole story. But I literally was just finishing The Sopranos, dark show. I was like, you know what, Kathleen, I need something that's not going to be as dark. You said, I'm I'm getting it. I've been watching the hundred; it's freaking good. I was like, all right can't be any freaking different hbo to the cw network prestige tv to you know cw network bunch of nobody actors at the time one of my favorite shows of all time you you yeah. have to give
0: it the shot at one point on the cw i was watching the hundred i zombie riverdale supergirl legends of tomorrow arrow the flash <laughs> like i was the queen <laughs> of cw's so i am fully on board with that sentiment and um that's why cruel summer season one was such a treat because we saw didn't see it coming and we were really impressed by it so if there's a cruel summer season three bet your ass will be back and i hope everyone you know i know we were shitting on it but we shit on it with love we just are uh, you know you have a podcast yeah. and you feel the need to talk about all the plot holes but if I was just watching as a casual viewer I'd be like giggling and laughing about this stuff and just let it roll over and be like that was fun little watch who cares you know but since it's we're on a podcast right. we may as well talk about the the bad things but I'll tell you one thing my mom loved it loved it casual mm-hmm. viewer adored yeah. it she was so sad about Luke R.I.P. But that's all I got. You got anything else?
1: No, the only thing I want to say is thank you to the Facebook group, Cruel Summer. You guys have been great with the interactions. Especially want to thank our Discord friends. Spe- let, me just, let me just give them their shouts here. So we have Nicole, really? Queen Jellybean. You know, we have a lot of fun on this Discord. Just going back and forth, talking about the show. We talk about every show we cover, plus... Every show that exists, we'll talk about anything with you guys. This Discord has been a lot of fun. We love interacting with our listeners and with just fellow TV fans. It's just a great time. So, if you want to join the Discord, we'll have that link in the description. Just click the link, hit the, you'll, you'll get the invite, click on the invite, and boom, you'll be part of our Discord. We're almost at 100 members. We're at 88 right now. So, when we get to 100, we might have to do a little celebration, a little, little giveaway or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love talking on the Discord, and you know I'll miss this one. But hop on another show. I also have just been seeing movies and stuff, and hopping on our all TV or all movie chat just to drop in. I just saw Theater Camp in theaters, which was fucking awesome. So yeah, it's it's nice to talk to you guys. And this was a little blast of a show. I giggled a fuck ton, and that's all you can ask for for the, for a podcast with my brother. So. Hell yeah. I think I think that's that. Um, if you're listening on the Cruel Summer feed, this is number one. We are Binge Town TV. So just because Cruel Summer's ending doesn't mean we're done podcasting. If nothing else drops on this specific feed, go follow Binge Town TV on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen, and then you'll see whatever episodes we drop after this. And you can go check out our backlog. We officially have 400 episodes. We're currently doing The Witcher and Secret Invasion. We have some fun stuff coming, but we've done this year, we've done Succession and Last of Us. And what else have we done this year? Black
1: Jackets, baby.
0: Yellow Jackets. So um, go check us Silo. out. Silo. Silo. That's huge. I'm like, I, I got COVID brains for reals. Um, yeah, I but, heard yeah that. but yeah, go check us out and you won't be disappointed. But again, go follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Threads, Discord, Binge on TV. That's our main feed. Hit subscribe. You'll never miss an episode. Uh, we got a lot of fun things coming down the pipe. Um, Emmys coming up, so we're gonna do an Emmys episode. We're gonna finish out the Witcher, Witcher Henry Cavill, RIP the boy. We got Liam Hemsworth coming up down the pipe. So yeah. we'll see how everyone feels about that. But yeah, so go check us out. We are Binge Town TV, and it's a cool Oh, summer with you. I'm drunk in the back of the car and I'm crying like a baby coming home from the bar. Oh, and I'm lying, but it wasn't true. I want to keep secrets to keep you and I snuck in through the garden gate. Every night that summer just to sue my fate. Whoa! So I see for whatever it's worth. And the first thing you look so pretty like Yeah, you fucking you've never you heard go. it like that. Taylor, don't sue never me, heard please. It like that. Don't sue me, please. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.